And welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Spiridis. And uh, we are back with a question of the week, I guess. Um, Maybe multiple questions. Yeah. Um, are we going to break this up into a couple different ones? No, I think or? we can just do we can just do a multiple question episode. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is whipped cream for all of our uh, listeners then. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess what's the what's the first question you got? Uh, well, we'll start. Uh, we'll start with yours, and I'll ask you. Okay. Um, I guess to preface this, um, there's a lot of times I think for both of us when we're coaching, yeah, and we start to make assumptions that there's like players that know like the terminology, yeah. Um, and I know it, obviously it, it happened today. Um, which will kind of raise this this question, but I remember when I was coaching in high school, and it was kind of like day one of practice, and we were doing some basic offensive stuff, and I yeah. I was yelling at you know a couple guys to like I was like clear out, clear out, clear out, yep. and these players had no idea what that meant, and they were they were ninth or tenth grade like they were high school age players. Yeah, um, clearing through is still. Uh, something that a lot of high school players don't understand or don't know, or they they don't know that concept or yeah. that terminology. And I I made the assumption um, in in that any player that was in high school would have probably have learned that by now. Yeah. Um, this was when I was coaching at Blake, so there there was kids from multiple youth programs, so it wasn't like. Like we, we didn't know any of these kids because like, oh, you know, they were from our eighth grade team moving up or whatever. Right. It was just kind of like a collection of players. Um, and that was, I, I was, you know, this was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago now. Um, and so I was younger in my coaching career and I was like, man, I guess, you know, maybe I, maybe I have to make assumptions that nobody knows anything yeah um, and really be clear and, and, you know, bat, like, you start at the, the the lowest possible denominator. Yeah. Uh, my first boss when I graduated from college, before I started doing this, first boss I had, his thing was explain everything to people as if they were a second grader, because he's like, it, there's a lot of things that you assume people will know, but they they don't know the terminology, they don't live in that world, so yeah. like you almost have to be like overly explicit with like every little detail. So. Yeah. The question today was from you, what is hedging on defense? And lo- hedging is used in a lot of different worlds. You, you're yep. like hedging your bets, hedging you know your investment. Yep. Um, it can be used. Hedging your shrubs. <laughs> hedging right? your shrubs, yeah. Hedge trimmer. Yeah, yeah. So um, this word can be used in um, a lot of different um, areas of life and and communication and talking and stuff so hedging in lacrosse defense um is you know when you when you slide you're completely leaving your man and you're committing to go to the offensive player who may have you know who's dodging or beat one you know your teammate yep um hedging is i guess call it a half slide or a half send or or starting to take that space here you get a couple shuffles off of your guy. Say you're on the crease guy, you're the one slide, you know, sliding off a crease. You're taking a couple shuffles off of your guy and starting to take that space. And then you may 
become, you know, you may slide out of the hedge or you might snap back to your guy on crease, depending yeah. on what happens in the play. So it's, it's, it's sort of like, I, I guess when we think about this from like a high school perspective or college perspective, yeah. you know, obviously the guys that are dodging are great athletes. They're so fast that if you just wait until the offensive or the, sorry, the, um, the on ball defender is completely beat. If yeah. you're just going to wait a hundred percent until there are completely beat before you go, it's going to be too late. Like they're too fast. Yeah. They're already in a position to shoot and they're too good of shooters where they have their hands free at, at a certain spot. They're probably going to score. Right. So, you know, while it, it's not great to leave the guy you're covering, you're trying to minimize, you know, again, if we, if we take back yeah. hedging yeah. to the, the, the word hedging in, in, you know, betting or investing, yeah. it's to minimize risk. Um, and I apologize if I say this incorrectly, but you you would pick two things that are negatively correlated. I believe that's so right. So like yep. if one like if you're investing in two things, if one thing goes up, the other goes down. If one goes down, the other goes up. Yep. And you kind of try to find the sweet spot in order to you know make money. But if one thing like completely tanks and you lose all your investment in one, it wouldn't be negatively correlated with the other, so that the other one would go up and you wouldn't lose everything. Right. So if like the stock market tanks and you're investing in gold as well, hopefully the gold will save you up. Yeah. So, yep. so that's hedging, I guess, maybe the broad definition from an investing perspective. But I kind of see that in defense too. It's like yeah. you're sort of going, you're, you're sort of starting to move towards the ball yep. to the slide as I have to make the assumption that my guy might get beat some of the time yep. and I have to be ready the risk in that is you're not completely covering the guy that you're matched up with. Right. But you hope that most, you know, if we say like m maybe most of the time the on-ball defender will get beat, then we're we're better off, like we're better off being closer to getting that slide than yeah. maybe the one or two times where we hedge and they zip one inside and the guy scores. It's like, okay, you know. Well, they, and you're and you're it, hoping it, 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 you can still recover to that. So you, yeah. you you're only two shuffles away, maybe. And if they jam it to crease, yeah. Hopefully, you and the second yeah. slide gets to you it, know stick it, on ball and, and, and jam that. Yeah, up. and of course, like there should be a second slide. There should be coverage. Yeah. Um. And and sometimes the the offense will will make a great look and maybe zip one through the crease to the backside guy. Yep. Um. Uh, you know, star pass to the midfielder, like. Hey, those are low percentage, and sometimes, and like we have to, you know, give credit where credit is due. Sometimes they make those, but 100. It's better to give that and have it happen once in a while than not be ready to slide to the, maybe the more common thing, which is an on-ball defender getting beat. Um, right? Would, would that be, you know, for you, you're the defensive guy? Yeah. Would that be kind of your thought on like why we would hedge? Yes, yes. You're you're starting to shorten up that slide. Um, it makes you ready to slide. It's yeah. already engaging you. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of teases the, you know, the guy with the ball. Oh, maybe that crease guy's open. Maybe jams it in. Yeah. Um, we can recover quickly and have that two slide check down. Um, and also, um, you know, if you're hedging, it might, you know, it, that action might be like tell the on ball or the, the guy with the ball, the offensive player, 
oh, he's already taking space. There's not a lot of room. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll bail out. Bail and, out early, you know, swing the ball. You know, there's nothing really there. He might not see anything because you're starting to take that space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think hedging is a popular term in basketball. Okay. But I don't think that concept is anywhere in hockey. I didn't play hockey at a, like, super high level. So, like, yeah. maybe... Maybe at a like really like professional college level, they, there is a concept of hedging. It could have been, you know, maybe a different term. I never heard. I never learned that term specifically oh. in hockey. And obviously, in Minnesota, a lot of young kids play hockey. I'd say there's more hockey players than basketball players. Basketball certainly is popular here, but yeah. um, maybe that's why we don't like. A lot of players don't know it when they get to high school. Is it like it's just not a term they hear in other sports? And yeah. if if they're not hearing it from like their youth lacrosse coaches either, then they're never going to hear it. Right, right. Versus like you know a young young basketball player might hear that in basketball, and then they get into high school lacrosse, and they're like, oh, I remember that from a different sport. Right, right. Um, and and if these yeah, if if, if it's not being taught in the youth. Um, it, it, I think it's probably one of the undertaught things in you know Minnesota defense. Yeah. Um, I I really remember learning it specifically in college. Yeah. So, um, that's where I first heard it too. Okay. So, so yeah. I'm trying. We're hey, and that's why we're here. That's why we're tra- you know yeah. trying to grow the game here uh, and and teach people you know about these you know maybe higher level higher level uh, terms and and plays and and whatever. For sure. Um, what's your next question? I, so this one is a little bit more, it's not as X's and O's. It's a little bit more of a question I get asked a lot, um, more about, I don't know if this is like mindset or, um, like emotional, but we get asked about burnout. Yep. Player burnout. Yep. Um, Popular term, not just in lacrosse, hockey, football, yep. ba- all um, of them. And, sports in general. You know, a lot of the literature out there talks about continuing to play multiple sports so that you don't you get burned out in one, or you know, there's got to be a break time a- after a season. There's got to be some sort of window of time where you're not you're not competing or you're not you know doing organized stuff. Um, yep. And and I think. You know, we've we've talked about that a lot on here. I, I feel like we both agree with that. Um, as far as like, there's got to be times of the year where you're you're ramped up and times where you're ramped down. You can't yeah. until you're a professional athlete and you're getting paid to play. Yeah. Um. You know, it's gotta there's gotta it's gotta ebb and flow so that you're not, um. You know, you're not like just completely like redlining all the time. Yeah. Um. But I read an interesting. Um, I guess interesting quote about burnout. Okay. A psychologist named Dan Clifton. Burnout is produced by the resistance you experience when doing um, what you are not good at. Okay. Uh, the resistance may be manageable in the early stages, but over time it accumulates until you reach a breaking point when you say to yourself, I can't do this anymore. Hmm. And this is probably coming from more of a professional, like more of a work, uh, maybe not as much sports. Uh, see a burnout rarely occurs when pursuing a strength top producers um report that pressure can be actually create more energy if they're if they're in a place where they're it's their strong suit yeah so i read that and i was interesting i kind of thought back to all these players that i've coached and like you know there's been 
some that like after the season they need their break. Yeah. And then they're back kind of like give some time off and then they're back. Um, but then I've thought about a couple, <coughs> a couple players that have gone like gone on to play at a really high level. And like, I never felt like they really burned out of lacrosse. Like they were, like I was burned out coaching and they yeah. were like texting me like, Hey, can we get in and train? Can we get in and train? Right, right, right. Um, and they were some of the better players. So I, I thought that was an interesting quote of like, Oh, that was like their strength and they were really good. And yeah. they knew that they had a pot- like potential to play at a really high level. So yeah. they like they didn't see the training and the practice and the competing as like work versus like they enjoyed it. And yeah. so they didn't really need that break. Um I, I don't know, like what are your thoughts on on the burnout? Um I and it seems like every time we do this, I, I think it do, does depend yeah. on the kid, the person, the activity, the situation. But um, I remember after hockey season, you know, I would last one week of, you know, sitting around doing nothing and I would start losing my mind. I'd <laughs> like, my mom's like, you need to get out of the house. Yeah. Like, I, what, is there, is there a, a lacrosse thing this week that you can like go to or can you go work out or like you need yeah. to leave yeah. the house now? You're, you're going crazy. So um, for me personally, I was always. I, I need to I need to be busy. I need to be doing things. Yeah. I need to be scheduled. I need to be active. So, um, for me personally, um, and that doesn't mean I, I never got burnt out of of lacrosse or hockey or sports or yeah. Um, no one ever talks about burning out of school. I'm I, I got sick of school all the time. Yeah, so, um, so it's always good to take breaks. You know, that, that, that kind of creates the hunger a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, I haven't played hockey in a while. Like I, you get the itch a little, even more. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I do think people should play other sports, but that, um, you know, and multiple activities. We've talked a lot about that too. It's like, you don't have to be a varsity football, hockey and lacrosse player. Yeah. You can be, um, you know, in the fall do, uh, like a choir choir yeah and intramural basketball in the winter and then like lacrosse might be your varsity sport right or you play club or whatever yeah like you, you do multiple activities or be a part of different clubs like yeah marketing club yeah yeah no i i agree um and i think i think like it i i don't know if it's necessarily like you need to completely shut down everything. Like I, I definitely know, like from a coaching perspective, like I couldn't travel and coach in tournaments every single weekend, the entire year, even though it's my job. Yeah. Like I need, I need like even back to backs in the summer. Yeah. Like I'm like that next Monday, I'm like wiped out. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't like want to watch film or get in here and do some skills or sure. like, and I think for players too, it's like, okay, you might not want to necessarily be competing every weekend, like, cause that takes a lot out of you, but pick up with your buddies in the backyard. Like that's yeah. a different, that's a different energy yeah. than going to a training or going to like practice or going to a tournament. Yeah. And so like burnout, like to avoid burnout, you don't have to like necessarily completely shut down and not do anything and never think about it for yeah. six months. Like yeah. it could, it, it, again, it's self-awareness too of like yeah. for some that might be what they need. 
Like, I don't want to see my lacrosse stick until January or whatever, from yeah. August to January. Yeah. Um, but, you know, from for others, they might be like, hey, I just want to, like, get into some, like, fall league, maybe play players box league, maybe do some skills, but I don't want to do any fall tournaments. Yeah. Or, like, you know, the games that I want to be playing in are spring high school games that mean something do a couple summer tourneys and that's all I'm competing. I don't want to do winter league. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, but I do think that like overall kids are playing way too many games in every sport. Mm. That's a take. Um, Where like the actual competition gets devalued because there's so many versus like, like why is the NFL so popular? Because there's 16 games every week. Mean, mean something, yeah. so it's more popular every week. Like, <clears throat> if you go Owen, if you start the season Owen four in the NFL, you're probably not making the playoffs. So you better win one of your first four games. Yeah, that makes week one, two, three, and four pretty important, pretty exciting. Yeah, but in baseball, you could start the season Owen thirty and still win the World <laughs> Series. Yeah, so it's like why, like how exciting is the first third of the season? And I think like that same thing can be trans translated to youth sports. Like if, if you're playing 90 hockey games and 75 lacrosse games and you're 12, like it's just going to become like this. I'm just here doing the, like, there's no, there's no like, um, value to the opportunity to compete. Yeah. Cause it like tomorrow I'll compete and the next day I'll compete and the next day I'll compete. Like versus, if I don't score today, like I have, Five more chances and, and like, this week. For us, like in lacrosse with like tournaments, like in an hour you get to compete again. Like you play, yeah. and then it's like you're back at it like two hours later or an hour later and because they're playing three games in a day or whatever. Yeah. And that's the way it is, and like I know the kids love doing that, and like that's the format, but like it's kind of it's kind of like if we get rid of some of the games yeah. and they're doing a lot more practice, like by the time that spring season rolls around – like day one, like that first high school game, like you got to hold those guys or girls back. Like yeah. I can't wait to hit the field with their t- with their team. I think hey, we've talked about this. That eighth grade year for for lacrosse players is just brutal. Yep, you're you're a lot of a lot. Not everywhere, not everyone, but a, there's a good percentage of players right now that get to compete in high school. Yep, they play youth mm-hmm. and they play club. And if they're a youth hockey player, they're in bantam hockey for boys or like, I think it's 14 U or 15 U girls hockey. Okay. And like both of those for hockey is it's eight days a week. Yeah. It's like as much as they play more in bantams and like 14 U girls than they do in high school. More, more days, more longer of a season. Like it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's brought up these back injuries. That yeah. I don't want to discuss right now, uh, but I do want to, if we can connect with a Twin Cities orthopedic person or somebody to talk about this, because I'm not qualified to talk about it, but I do want to bring attention to it. Yeah, overuse, back injury. I've, I mean, we've have had three this year that we know of, yep. and I know of three players in my previous year's coaching that had that same injury. So there's like six total in my five or six years doing club lacrosse that have had this same injury. But no one, when I was growing up, no one got it. Nope. So I, I'm interested in learning more about it and talking to a professional about it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you know, again, that kind of a tangent, but when we go back to burnout, I think it's being aware of, of yourself. Um, you know, are you someone who likes being busy, wants to keep working on things? Um, but I think there is an element of, as you start to improve and it becomes something you're good at, you might have more of an itch to, to do more versus having it be like, I don't want to do that because it's not fun because I'm, I'm not improving or I am not one of the, you know, better players or whatever. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean you shouldn't play if you're not one of the, like, not the best player. That's not what I mean by that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think like burnout can be, that can be a factor of like, you haven't put the work in now you're not starting now it becomes work. Like, like it can kind of snowball that way versus um, putting the work in improving being a contributor now you want to keep doing it because it's getting the positive momentum. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it's a, it's a, like an activity that feeds you positively because you know, you, you have that, that skill set or whatever. So um, something we get asked about a lot and there's yeah. a lot of stuff out there about burnout. Um, but I just wanted to raise that quote that I heard. Awesome. Do we have a third question? Is that it for today? I think that's it for today. All right. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And that's your questions of the week. All right.